Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. Heavenly and gracious Father, you have gifted us with your holy word. Help us now by the power of your Holy Spirit to live by your word, to live by your way, to live by your truth, and to seek only you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today is a very special day. It's Mother's Day, but it's also Rogation Sunday. Rogation Sunday. That's a a funny word that we don't hear about too often. And you may be thinking to yourself, is this one of those Anglican things? Well, yes, and a little bit more. It's one of the ancient uh, Catholic traditions. And I'm not here to preach to you about a tradition, but a tool that we have, a calling that we have, a vocation that we have. As we lift up this day, And we give thanks to God, not only for the mothers in our lives, for the grandmothers, for the aunts, for all those who have taken care of us, but for all the vocations. Because each one is a holy vocation. No matter what the toll, no matter what the labor. We pray today, and we pray throughout this Rogation Week on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, leading up to the Ascension on Thursday. We pray for the agriculture. We pray for industry. We pray for our work that we give back to the Lord. And what more perfect way for it to line up than to hear from St. James. of Not being merely hearers of the word, but being doers of the word. And we do that no matter what our vocation may be. Whether or not we're parents, church members, workers in the field, workers in industry, teachers, day laborers. Everyone in your God-given vocation is giving glory to God by the work that you perform. And we wear so many hats in this world, although I fear that the hats we think about is wearing a Christian hat right now, and then we walk outside those doors and we put on a different hat. But we're always wearing the mark of the blood of Christ upon us. The mark of the baptismal waters that regenerated us and gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit within us. But the hats that we sometimes do exchange is not that of being a Christ follower, of being a Christian, but that of whether or not being a spouse, a parent, working in the fields, working in the banks, working as an attorney, working as a chaplain. All those vocations, we wear different hats, but serve the same Lord our God. And whatever we do, we do it as though doing it unto the Lord to glorify him. Be not merely hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Starting not only with our moral living, fleeing from evil and doing what is good, but also in our daily work, in the daily grind of living. The Rogation Sunday, the Rogation Days, help us to remember our callings. And those, those callings can change throughout life. We serve the same Lord and serve the same Master. There's even a beautiful and long homily in the books of homilies focused in on Rogation Sunday and Rogation Week. And I encourage you, take the time. A simple Google search will show that homily. As a matter of fact, I may actually record that on the audio and put it out on the podcast for those of you to listen to. There's many traditions that are bound up with Rogation Sunday. Speaking of being bound up, of the beating of the bounds in which there's a tradition that's still kept in many British parishes of going around the parish, what we would typically call the county today, but going around the boundary marks 
of at least the church, if not even further than that, the local city and community, and beating the bounds, knocking away the weeds, the tall grass, and finding those ancient landmarks that marked out in stone where is the boundaries of the place that we call home, of the place where we serve the Lord and we serve one another. This beating the bounds should remind us of Proverbs twenty-two twenty-eight: Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Or Jeremiah six sixteen, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest in your souls. For the old ways, the old paths, the ways of our fathers, marked out so clearly in Scripture, this is the way of the Lord. And this is where we find, quote, rest for our souls. Jeremiah records the word of the Lord. And then he finishes out that sentence when the Lord continues saying, but they said, those in rebellion, those of God's own people, they said, we will not walk therein. Let us not be in rebellion, O church. Let us truly not only say and profess the creed we're about to confess, but to live it, to believe it, to trust in the word of the Lord. For although in this time, in this day and age, we do not go outside and we don't beat the bounds of the parish, we do need to beat the bounds of our own souls, of our own hearts. We need to measure our life by the rule of holy sacred scripture. For what do we hear just now in Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3? Man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And this is the word of the Lord. This is where we find our rest for our souls, as the Lord told Jeremiah. And we find that rest in the words of Scripture. And as Anglicans, we live by a rule of life, or we're called to at least, a rule that we put together in that book of common prayer. Because we need to be disciplined. We need our sins to be restrained. We need to restrain these undisciplined minds and hearts that we have. So the teaching, the doctrine of the church, what we call as Anglicans the articles of religion, which point back to the scriptures, to who God is and how he revealed himself. When we beat the bounds of our own souls, our own lives, it's about reforming and realigning our life, repenting, walking away from who we once were to who we are now called to be, to the power of the Holy Spirit, and realigning and reforming our lives so that we are walking through the teachings of the Catechism. Not because man has authored this, for we always go to the word of the Lord. But you'll note that even as we go through the Catechism, and we read and repeat, trying to discipline ourselves, our erring minds, our wandering thoughts, and our wandering souls, and to know the faith that we profess by repeating it back and forth to each other, so that, Lord willing, we will live by it when we walk out these doors, even these words... Quote the words of Scripture. Cite the Scripture itself so that we may be reformed to walking the way of God and not the way of man. For the testing of our hearts is a daily reminder that we must do. We must test our hearts daily and remember and remind ourselves on the high standards of holiness that our holy God has called us to enter into in his life. 
He has given us his holy word, not because he hates us, not because he wants us to be miserable, not because he doesn't want us to have fun, because he knows that the perverted way we think to have fun, the perverted way that we think is what we want, only leads to death. But his ways, his words, leads to life, and life abundantly. It's quite the opposite of what the world will tell you. Thinking that we're fuddy-duddies, thinking that we're just trying to be authoritarian, or that our God doesn't love us. No, it's out of love for us that he's working to conform our rebel hearts into becoming loving sons. Loving sons to dine at the table. This one that prefigures that great marriage supper of the Lamb that will occur when the Son of God returns. Or as Deuteronomy 8, 5-6 through 6 told us a moment ago, Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. And why? Verse 6, So you shall keep the commandments of your Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. Or as Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let us not be foolish. Or let me say it another way. Let us not seek to be wise in the ways of this world. But instead, let us be fools for God. And it will separate us. It will set us apart. But that's what God is calling us to. This is what we're preparing for as Ascension Day comes this Thursday. For the Lord Jesus Christ leaves us physically and yet sends us great gifts. But I'm getting my head of myself. Pentecost is not here yet. But the reality is, the Pentecost has been spread out upon the church. The Spirit of the living God is upon you and I who believe, not just with our lips, but trust in the Lord and live and struggle to live following after Him. For the call that we have on this Rogation Sunday is to beat the bounds not only of our own souls, but to beat the bounds of our faithfulness, to knock down the weeds of that which gets in our way, our sin, our error, the distractions of this world. We need to beat the bounds of our faithfulness to show that we have faith because we seek to be faithful to God first and not to be faithful to the world that we were once born into, but we have now been born again into a newness of life. Citizens awaiting a new heavens and a new earth. But far too often, we're like the ones who, who rolls out of bed. And we look at our dastardly state of affairs in the mirror. And then we just casually walk outside. Maybe not dressed for work. Still wearing our pajamas, our bed clothes. Not even combing our hair. Not even taking a shower. Not even getting a shave like someone yours truly needs. And James uses this example. He uses the example in his letter to the church. And he says, don't be like the one who looks at his face in the mirror that walks away and forgets how they look like. And we say to ourselves, let's be honest, I would never do that. That's not a great example, James. I would never do that. But how many of us do precisely that every day we wake up and fail to even look into the mirror of our spiritual lives. And we ask God, or we fail to ask God, to even remedy our sad state of affairs. Yes, we fail to even start the day by looking into that living mirror of the living Word of God, the Scriptures. We bypass this great mirror of our soul, thinking we can handle this evil world by ourselves. We can take on this evil day without any accompaniment. I'm good. I'm fine. 
But who ever heard of a fireman who received a call and went to his duty to go and put out a fire and fails to bring the hose on the engine? Fails to connect the hose to the water to fight fires. I can do it. I brought my axe. You don't come unprepared. You prepare and you check. You test. You run drills. And so it is for us in the spiritual life of walking after Christ Jesus, our Master. Or what kind of policeman would report for duty without his sidearm, without his handcuffs, without his radio? But like a forgetful policeman who leaves his radio and cannot even call in for backup, we so often disregard the important call for us to speak to God daily in prayer. To go to Him first, to flee to Him, no matter what the cause or what the case. To heed the words of Christ in John, to pray to the Father in Christ's name. Well, who is the Christian, though, who forgets who he is and who he belongs to? And how great the Savior is. And how much the Savior is there saying, Speak to me. Call out to the Father in my name. I have given you access to Him. Once we were enemies in our flesh, but now we are not only servants of the living God, but called His friends, adopted into His family. And James is calling us back to the one who first loved us, to the one who disciplines us, but like a son in love. When he says in James 1.25, But the one who looks, like looking into a mirror, the perfect law, the law of liberty, yes, liberty, the law of liberty, because God's ways are not our ways, thank God, and His way, His truth, His life is liberation from a dark world trapped by our dark sins. The one who, quote, perseveres, being no hearer, but who forgets, as we forget each morning, that we belong to God and not to ourselves. But the one who perseveres, James says, he tells us, quote, he is the one who will be blessed in his doing. And so throughout the articles of religion that state our faith, throughout the book of homilies, it's referred to having a lively faith. Not a dead faith, but a lively, an enlivened faith. A living faith. Do you have a living faith? So he's saying a moment ago, trust and obey. Because James calls us to task today. He reminds us to measure ourselves against the only one who is holy. The only one who is good. The only one who can redeem us. Jesus the Christ. He reminds us that if we think that we're following Christ, but we're not bridling our tongues, then we deceive ourselves. And quote, this person's religion is worthless. But what then, St. James, what then is the worthwhile religion following after Christ, surrendering all, as we sang earlier, so that Christ may live through us the power of the Holy Spirit? And he tells us, quote, religion that is pure, that is undefiled, before God the Father is this, to visit, to go to who? The orphans and the widows in their affliction. And to keep oneself unstained from the world. St. James gives us two examples. What does a living faith look like? A living faith that walks after our master, our faithful and perfect Savior. And he tells us it's serving widows and orphans. And it's fleeing, turning away from, repenting 
from the deceptions of this temporary world and instead setting our sights upon the promised land, upon that perfect union of heaven and earth that will come at Christ's advent. So children of the Good Shepherd, our mission statement, like our profession of faith as Christians, it's only as good as how we live by it. And our mission statement has always been for three years, four years now, loving God by serving our neighbors. It's catchy, but do we do it? Do we live by it? I ask you to join me in examining ourselves and question two things this week. How can I serve the people and the visitors of this parish just once a week? And two, how can I serve the people of our communities where we come from in the name of Jesus? as he has so graciously served us and redeemed us and calls us as part of the church's very body to go and to love and serve others as he has served us. An example, a practical example, is we have an upcoming need for backpacks, for school supplies to put in those backpacks. An upcoming need when we have a mobile clinic from the Community of Hope Health Clinic when it comes in August to set up a mobile health clinic for those in our communities. Will you step up, O church? Will you step up and serve just to greet, to love, to give to others? We have a desire to do just a one-day VBS, to not even ask too much of ourselves, but to minister to those children in the community who may not know who Christ is, and to minister to their parents. Will you step up and volunteer? We have a need of volunteers, of teachers, of assistants just to be in the room for our children ministry, for greeters, for readers, for so much more on Sundays and outside of Sundays. Where is God calling you? Where is he putting that push on your heart that you just need to say yes to and to lean into? However, the call is not limited to within the church facility. Not within these walls. The call to serve goes beyond these walls. and starts when we walk out these doors, as a matter of fact. But often we, we limit ourselves and our thinking about the service. When we're physically present here in this building. But then when we go outside into the world, we put on a different hat. As though that could somehow shield or cover up the divine calling to serve the Son of God in everything that we do. In every vocation that we have. How often is it that we walk out of these doors, beyond these walls, and as soon as we sit down for Sunday lunch, how many times are we already transitioning back into our secular self, as though there's anything that's not belonging to God? Where we watch what we say, and we watch how we act while we're in the workplace, so as not to offend, so as not to reveal our beliefs, so as not to seem like a fuddy-duddy in mixed company. We fear leaning into the holiness of the Holy God, of admitting that we are bought by Him and serve Him. Because what we really fear, if we're honest with ourselves, is being set apart from the world. But that's the calling, is to be set apart from the world. In the world, not of the world. And what we fear is not the Lord, but being viewed as fools in the eyes of the world. But Christ conquered, 
Not only death, not only Satan, not only sin, but also the world. And we hear this good news today in the Gospel of John, where in John 16.33, Christ says, Take heart, take heart, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Do you believe that, O Christian? He has overcome the world. The world, that same word in the Greek for the cosmos, has been overcome. That Greek word that we translate as overcome is the same word as being conquered. So in other words, be of good cheer, for Jesus has conquered the cosmos. All is His. He shall be in all. There is nothing, nothing that stands against us that has not been conquered and shall be submitted to Christ. Or in the words of Romans 8, verse 35, when St. Paul tells us, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? No. In all these things, we, we, O church, are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. And so the cry and the call of the Christian life is to love the one who has loved us first. To love the one who has cleansed us from our sins. Who loved us so much, he has gifted us his very own Holy Spirit. Who has called us to a holy calling. A holy dying to ourselves and a holy living to him. So that yes, we shall be set apart from this world. Not as hermits but set apart from this world so we may bear His light and to bear it boldly. Be ye doers of the word and not merely hearers of the word. God help us. Amen. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast for this week. We're expanding our ministries at Church of the Good Shepherd and expanding our space as well in order to better accommodate our growing church family and also to minister to our children. If you feel led to give, please feel free to text the word SHARE to 1-888-364-GIVE. Or additionally, visit us at www.goodshepherdacna.com and go over to the menu item listed Donate to Donate Online. We appreciate any help that you can give, and we hope to see you soon. Come visit us on Sundays at 9 a.m. for Bible study and at 10.30 a.m. for Sunday worship. God bless.